T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. It is another edition of Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We are into episode seven here on the podcast, and want to give fair warning to all you listeners out there. If you hear random animal grunts, or deep, deep, heavy sighs. That's not me. That's one Patrick Harris who may or may not be nursing a broken rib. We're not sure at the moment. Yeah, that's me. So please excuse the... Uh, or a... Uh, yeah. Sound. Yeah, life's not really awesome right now. Yeah, he's standing. He refuses to sit because, well, that hurts, I'm imagining. So he's standing and uh, drinking a beer. So, you know, he'll feel better soon. Yeah. And uh, currently we are drinking the Elliott IPA by Ex Novo. That is not the beer of the week, but it might uh, be a hint, hint, nudge, nudge to what the beer of the week is. And uh, so we're drinking. We're going to be some interesting noises probably during the podcast. Yeah, I popped some pills and uh, got this beer going. I got some lidocaine on the ribs. And uh, yeah, let's roll, baby. Yeah, let's well, let's not get too loopy, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so this week's podcast, we're going to do another style-based podcast. However, this is a timely style-based podcast as fresh hop beers are starting to trickle in. And I know we're not fully into the season yet. I think that starts kind of in a week or two, uh, more in September. But man, it's almost September. That is bonkers to me. Things have moved quickly. But So that's going to be our podcast today. But before we dive into all of that, Patrick has a very exciting trip that he's going on. That is a lead into next week's episode, and I want to give you the floor to discuss the upcoming uh, travels of Patrick Harris. Uh, this is this is actually probably good timing with this busted rib that we're going to do this because uh, I'm going to Asheville, North Carolina. One of my best friends is getting married, and uh, me and all the friends were taking the 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 pilgrimage out to Asheville. It's like we're going like 30 people deep, I think. Mm. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but we had set up a bunch of like. Uh, we we're going to do some whitewater rafting and some like waterfall repelling and zip lining and all this cool stuff. And I'm not doing any of that anymore because I can't get in and out of the car. It takes me 20 minutes to put my pants on. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to no, go. No, you're not 80 years old. You yeah. just have maybe a broken rib. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to go to a bunch of breweries in Asheville. Asheville is kind of becoming this awesome beer scene on the East Coast. And I've never been to Asheville, but I hear, you know, beer aside that the town is really amazing. And I'm sitting here looking at like a Google map and seeing, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, 15 breweries in the Asheville area. So while people are having fun in the outdoors, even though I wish I was doing that, um, I'm going to go check out a bunch of stuff. Anything that you're particularly interested in going to? Uh, I do want to check out Burial Beer Company. Um, I've had a few of their stuff uh, at Beer Mongers a month or two ago that everybody was really excited about, but it was kind of really based into one style. Like it was a lot of Saisons and Gozas. So I'm kind of interested to see what other stuff, if other stuff they might have. Uh, there's a brand new New Belgium facility out there and a new Sierra Nevada facility out there, not to keep 
harping on the Sierra Nevada love on this show, but uh, I want to check those out. And then a bunch of what looks like just tiny little places that I've never even heard of. Um, yeah, that I want to that I want to kind of check out. There is Wicked Weed out there. I might check them out, although they are a big boy now. Uh, I've I've always enjoyed their beer. I just haven't had it since they ha- became big beer. So that is a, a little tease for what next week's segment's going to be. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Um, I mean, I'm looking at like downtown, and I'm in the downtown area. It looks like Bend on this map. Yeah, I've heard Asheville's one, just two, popping three, right four. Now. I mean, there's like ten in like a three mile radius. So that's kind of cool. So that's going to tease what our next week's segment's going to be. This is something we haven't done yet, but we will do throughout the the life, the existence of this podcast, and that is not just talking about the different types of beers and doing specific episodes on that. We also want to do regional or state-based episodes because although we up here in the Northwest think that Oregon beer is the best in the country, uh, many, many other states are doing good craft beer, obviously California, Washington, Colorado, North Carolina, uh, Minnesota, Texas, etc. And we're going to do specific episodes on all of those places. Uh, I have a mutual acquaintance through my mom, funny enough. Her old bartender moved to Colorado and is now an apprentice to be a brewmaster at a brewery in Colorado. So we will have him on at some point, and we'll talk Colorado beer with him. But uh, this leads us into the North Carolina episode. Yeah. And they've been popping in the craft beer scene, and you're going to be there. So. Yeah, and, and I'll do my best to try to make a friend with somebody and see if we can get someone on the horn and chat with us a little bit. So that'll be coming up next week, and uh, that should be pretty exciting. I, I like kind of having these variations of topics like we do one on bottle shops last week which is more to me it's like a broader topic uh, and then we go super specific on fresh hop beer this week and then we're going to go into a state next week and we're going to go on location hopefully two weeks from then it just kind of it makes it interesting for us too every week to be wildly different and hopefully interesting for you guys out there as well so again thank you so much for listening uh, wherever you found us please rate review subscribe uh, we really appreciate it. we've gotten a lot of really good reviews and ratings so far that we've seen we really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you are listening and want to tweet at us, that is probably the easiest way to get in touch with me, at least. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 Patrick is at PDD085 on Twitter. He's also on Instagram. Same name, correct? PDD085. Correct. He's probably on Instagram a little bit more. I'm on Instagram right now. <laughs> Multitasking. So let us know what you think of the podcast, any critiques you might have, any beers you might want to drink, or if you've tried beers that we've talked about that you haven't had before. I actually saw that today. Someone said I've been listening and I've, I've been able to try a bunch of beers I never had before based on what you've been talking about on the podcast, which is uh, really, really awesome. It's a bunch of people rolling by in scooters. just want you to know scooters are dangerous. Wonder how Patrick maybe broke his rib on a scooter. Scoot, <laughs> drunk scooting. Yeah, that was the... Uh, we uh, in Portland have been infested by the green motorized rental scooters. It started like a week ago. I've seen them. They're all over the place. They're the devil. And uh, they are apparently the devil. So, uh, yes, thank you for listening and rate, review, subscribe wherever you are and tweet at us and let us know what you think and what you're drinking and uh, any ideas you have for us. I have a little note on my phone and I have added uh, someone came up to me the other day who had listened and said that we really need to go to Vagabond Brewing in Salem. And I uh, put that on the list. So we got places uh, places to go, beers to drink, and uh, keep sending them our way, and we'll get to them. We have a lot of plans for this podcast, so if it's not immediate, don't be uh, offended or anything. It's just we have a lot of things already on the docket, and then we'll get to the stuff that people have been suggesting as well. I never drink in Salem. That'd be fun. You never have? 
I think I've been to Salem like four times in my 33 years of living in the Northwest. Well, there you go. I know there's some breweries down there. Yeah. Uh, so we could, we could head, certainly head down there. And I'd like to go to Bend, too. At some point, there's like 700 in Bend. Then we can just walk around and get hammered and carry around our recording equipment and just see what happens. Hi, guys. We like beer. Special four-hour podcast <laughs> as we go to every brewery in Bend in one afternoon. I can't wait for the fourth hour of that one. <laughs> Hey! Hi, guys. We're at Sun River. And these guys are mad at us, and I don't know why. Why? We're yell- are we yelling? Are we, are we yelling? <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Mid-podcast. So maybe that's the thing we do in the future as well. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Extended podcast? Oof. That'd be a that'd be a beast to edit, but we could figure it out. <laughs> Good thing I'm not the editor, right? <laughs> you're just the uh, you're just the the interviewee interview finder guy. I suppose so, and uh, the expert. You're just using me, and I'm the editor, and the and the editor, <laughs> and the noob. So let's get into fresh hop beer here, okay? So this is starting. This season is beginning, mm-hmm. and my first question that I asked you before we started recording and I'm going to ask it again because it's, it's interesting is like you hear about IPAs, ambers, all these kind of styles, even like region, like a seasonal styles like Oktoberfests or winter beer, stuff like that. Those are old styles. They've been going mm-hmm. on for years. I really feel like the fresh hop style is something that I've only noticed the last five years or so being a booming, Month and a half, two months, every brewery is doing one. They're all over the store shelves style. Is that true? Is it really fairly new that it's been this popular? Uh, I would say in terms of popularity, yeah. I mean, it's been around for a little bit, but uh, <clears throat> the uh, the idea of fresh hops being bigger and more prominent have definitely come to fruition over the last few years. Um, you're seeing a lot more smaller breweries being able to do fresh hop stuff. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are able to get their hands on these fresh hops and able to do something with it to where in years past, they might not be able to. Only breweries with bigger hop contracts were able to get their hands on these fresh, you know, recently harvested beers and being able to put them in. So that's, I think, why we've seen a lot more uh, fresh hop beers on the market. Plus, I mean, there's just a lot more breweries than there was five years ago. That is true. And so the fresh hop idea basically means, and this is, sort of a question as well as uh, as well as just talking about it. It's when the hops are the freshest on the vine, mm-hmm. you pull them off and you instantly, as fast as you can, make that into a beer. Yeah, we try to say like within 24 hours because it's harvest. Right now, this is the time of harvest in the Willamette Valley and the Yakima Valley. And so your goal is basically to pick them. They're still wet. This, this, um, they call them this wet style hop, can right? also be called wet hop. Yeah, so they're, they're still wet. And you, the goal is to get them into your beer within 24 hours to just kind of capture the full majestic level that is the hop at its at its peak performance, basically. Why did it take? So I'm re- we're reading an article about it here. It says the first fresh hop beer was in 1993 in England, and then the first one in the U.S. was surprise, surprise, uh, Sierra Nevada. We should just get sponsored by Sierra Nevada. 1996 Harvest Ale was their first fresh hop beer. And why did it take so long, do you think, for brewers to say, let's just do this fresh? Why are we just letting the hops sit for as long as they sit and then putting them in the beer now? Uh, I think it's because you have a little more control over the hops when they're dried out and pelletized. And I think you're able to 
control your beer a little bit more. Um, What do you mean when you say control? Well, because you know what you're going to get out of the hop. I think probably after, in in the initial aspects of using this fresh, wet hop, you probably didn't know what you were going to get. You could get a lot of like kind of vegetal flavor to it because it is such a fresh green uh, product. Uh, So it probably took some trial and error and fresh off the vine hops are expensive are very expensive. Really? Yeah. So to do this, you have to kind of have an idea and know what you're doing. Interesting. So otherwise you could lose a lot of How much more expensive than they are than if you just get hops? I guess dry hops, I guess is what you buy normally. Yeah. I I don't know exactly off the top of my head. Um, I don't know what that price structure looks like. Um, But whenever I talk to anybody who's making a fresh hop beer, it's like, yeah, they, they, they were pricey. So to me, fresh hop beers taste better. Like when I drink fresh hop during the season, it's like it blows my mind just how good they taste. Well, yeah, think about think about beers that are hop driven, like IPAs, for example. The fresher the IPA is, generally most of the time, the better the beer tastes. So if you're using the ingredients fresher as well, the better it's going to taste. I mean, think about this. Do you want to use fresh morels that you picked in the in the forest? Today and for Ooh, your a little mushroom reference, yeah, here. for for your for your dinner this evening, or do you want to use the morels you bought at the store that have been flash frozen and might be six days old? I have uh, something to admit. I didn't know what morels were until two days ago when I saw them in a chopped basket on Food Network. Wow, dude! <laughs> what do they teach you on the East Coast? <laughs> I, what do you mean? Apparently, they don't teach you anything. I, <laughs> anything? Yeah. What am I, some big idiot over here? I don't know, dude. They're mushrooms, man. Well, I know now. I know they're mushrooms, but I didn't like mushrooms until like a year ago, so okay. I wouldn't eat them at all. And I knew like shiitake mushrooms, right? Right. And I knew like chanterelles and. Nope. Oh, okay, cool. Again, these are all new to me. Wow, dude. It's amazing what the Food Network has done. I've, I've learned a lot about food ingredients. Remember, I am not one who has worked in a restaurant before. Fair. So I don't know smaller name ingredients that are used more frequently than I think. Right? I've also never watched the Food Network. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, why, man? It's fun. I go out and eat places. It's a fun It's a fun channel. They you should try me. it. You should try it. It's fun. Okay, I'll try. But But, I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying is that the fresher the ingredients, you know, you most of the time oh, in yeah. whatever you're doing, whether it's beverage or or food, is especially is when it comes to vegetables, uh, the fresher, just the more flavor you're getting it at its peak performance, and that's and that's where the hops coming in. So, I do tend to like them a lot more. I do tend to during the season. This is this has been a thing I did maybe for one or two years. I've done for one or two years is. Whenever fresh hop season starts, I try really hard not to drink beer that isn't fresh hop. Because I know it's a short season. Right. I know I won't get it for another year once it's done. And especially lately, maybe, again, this is maybe just because of the supermarkets I go to. They are carrying so many fresh hop beers from essentially all of the breweries in the area. Well, a lot more people are packaging them now, too. A lot of people don't end up packaging it because of how expensive it is. But I think it's a great way for smaller breweries to kind of put a new trendy, you know, a short season window to put something in a can or in a bottle and get it out there. And someone's going to be like, I remember a couple years ago, three years ago or so, I didn't know Wild Ride Brewing, which is in Central Oregon. And they had a Journey to the Planet Fresh Hop, I think is the name of the beer. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of Wild Ride. This might even be like four years ago. 
uh, I'll I'll take a stab at that. And I bought the 22, and it was like, now I know who Wild Ride is. Uh, I learned them from their peanut butter nut crusher beer, which is I was going to say, I, I imagine you've had that beer before. So good. Um, but yeah, so that I go to the supermarket, and I'll every single like Sunday, I'll grab a couple of the 22s and be like, these are all the fresh hop ones. These mm-hmm. are all new to me. And generally, each year, they're actually don't breweries change what beer is fresh hop sometimes, or do they just keep going back to the well? I, th- I think it just depends. I think it's brewery to brewery. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't really speak for everyone. Um, you know, we're drinking in Elliot right now. I know that they have a constant that they do in a fresh hop hint, hint. And, uh, you know, speaking, speaking on semi behalf of our guys, I mean, we, we tend to do, we, we tend to have a core couple, like you're always going to see Breakside IPA fresh hopped. You're always going to see Wanderlust fresh hopped, but you might, depending on, you know, depending on what kind of hops you can get your hands on, you might want to put that, oh, this recipe sounds great. That recipe sounds great to do fresh hop. Well, um, so if that's the case, then maybe I'll get a lot of the same beers this year when this happens. But yeah, I actually really enjoy, I mean, it's always fun to have new beers, um, new beers to taste as fresh hop, as, yeah. as fresh hop. But I don't know some of this stuff that's packaged that you drink a lot. I, I, I get, I get more fun out of drinking the fresh hop just to see how that one different, you know, quote unquote, one different ingredient can kind of change the whole dynamic of the beer. The other day I had uh levels, uh, fresh hop beer, their game on their house IPA. And I didn't, it's not that I don't like the game on it's an IPA built. That's not quite from my palate. And I had the fresh hop and I thought it was fantastic. So it's like, oh, that's good. I'm going to go back and revisit the non-fresh hop because so, I enjoyed the fresh hop. So do you think then that that's a better way to approach IPAs for those who don't like it is to go fresh hop early so you can taste it that way? Or does that almost make it worse? Because when the fresh hops go away, you're getting some of the bitterness to come back from the the regular IPAs. I guess I don't know what you mean about early. Like when we talked about a couple of weeks ago, introducing beer to non-beer drinkers like if someone like me back in the day before i knew about fresh hop beer doesn't like ipa is a fresh hop ipa easier to enjoy than a regular one for someone who doesn't like it that much because it's fresher it's a little bit more it's less bitter and more floral and a little bit more i mean you said vegetal which is true it tastes it tastes like a hop yeah like purely so is that easier or do you think that would actually make it harder to get into the bitter later I've act, I actually have never thought about this. Um, I think the fresh ingredient, my it, I I always find them to be a little brighter, you know, a little a little more happy tasting. If 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 that makes sense to anybody out there, uh, so it could be an easy an easy introduction, because uh, yeah, a lot of times fresh hop do have lesser notes of bitterness. Um, uh, there are some fresh hop beers that I get a ton of like fruit flavor coming out of it, um, more so than any other kind of citrus or fruit flavor you would get from something that was dry hopped instead of fresh hopped. Uh, so I mean, yeah, actually, and now that I think about it, you could you could grab somebody who's not an IPA drinker. The bitterness is toned down a little bit. The fruit level, citrus levels there a little more, uh, and that could be a little more approachable. That's interesting. I'm glad I introduced a thought to you right there. Yeah. Huh. You were talking about trends too, and I just wanted to point this out because it's what I saw the the other day. Um, we talked to Mike Hunsaker mm-hmm. from Grains of Wrath in episode two, and he was talking about the next trend was the brewed IPAs. 
Guess what? Hmm. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're starting to be. I, I We went to Bridgeport Brewing this weekend, mm-hmm. and they had a brewed IPA up there. Also had a milkshake IPA, also trending at the moment. Yeah, I had a frame brewed IPA the other day. It was pretty good, pretty solid. It was. It's interesting. I, I had the Bridgeport one. Well, my wife had it, and I tried it. And it it tastes a lot like a brute would, you know? It tastes a lot like a brute champagne would with a little bit of a beer hop element on it in at the end. And... Um, to me, that was it was weird. I, I didn't dislike it. I just went, is this what this is supposed to taste like? It was it was strange to me. More malt, more malt, more malt. Sorry, that's all I'll say. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that's fresh hop beer to me. It's it's refreshing, mm-hmm. it's lighter, it's it it tastes like a hop. If you don't know what a hop tastes like, drink a fresh hop beer and you will instantly understand what a hop tastes like. And if you enjoy IPAs or, I mean, it's, it's a lot of them are a lot of the time they're IPAs, but if you enjoy any beer, try it in fresh hop, if they sell it that way, because it's just, it's a totally different experience. Yeah. And I think it's just outside of like the flavor profile and stuff. It's kind of because we live in such a great place where hops are so abundant to us. It's it. I don't know. It's like supporting local times too. Cause, cause sure, every brewery, you know, not every brewery, but most of the breweries in this area that you are drinking their beer from, you're getting hops from either Willamette or Yakima Valley, uh, and so you're always still supporting local double time. But then when the fresh hop comes around, it's like, oh, this is something super bright and fancy from down the street that is less than 24, 24 hours old. I don't know. I like it. It's romantic to me. What's your favorite fresh hop beer that you've had before? Uh. Oof. Favorite fresh hop beer. Um, I mean, not to honk the company line too much, but fresh hop Wanderlust usually comes across pretty great, uh, in my opinion. That that's using Cascade, uh, and uh, usually the last couple years, my favorite fresh hop beer has been our what's going to be our beer of the week. Oh, that's it. Leads me to a second question: Fresh hop beer is it only ever one hop? Or do they use multiple fresh hops at a time? And how much does that change the flavor? Is it a massive change? Is it subtle that you could only tell if you really understand what the hops taste like? Or, I or what's going on there? I can't think off the top of my head breweries that are using multiple fresh hops in one batch. There are breweries that are going to say, we're going to make this IPA using fresh Centennials, but then we're also going to use this IPA and make use it with fresh Amarillo. So they they wouldn't be together, but some places might do two versions just to kind of see, you know, if you have a beer, you know, your hop build, unless you're a single hop, your hop build is going to be multiple hops. And assuming you choose the right ones, you could showcase, you know, this is what our beer, this is what we're looking for out of the Simcoe hops in this beer. And then, but then this is what we're looking, trying to pull from the same beer, why we use Mosaic as well. So I think you have the opportunity, again, it's expensive and you got to get your hands on these hops. But if you're able to, that's a kind of a fun idea just to kind of see, you know, if we use Simcoe and Mosaic in this IPA at a decently even ratio, the beers, if you fresh hop one and then fresh hop the other, are going to taste probably fairly different. They're not going to have that same blend that you would normally have. Are these easy to mess up, fresh hop beers? I imagine. I mean, it. I think I think fresh hop is just like anything else. I mean, for every, for every great IPA you taste, you're going to taste seven bad IPAs 
And I think fresh hops, unfortunately, kind of follow that same path. I guess I've had some really bad fresh hop beer. But the difference to me is I'm not saying mess up and you still use it. I'm saying mess up like you taste it and you're like, whoa, I can't even package this and sell it. Because Uh, in the article I was reading about the history of fresh hop, they were saying that it's it was such an unknown ingredient at the time mm -hmm. that it was really difficult to even produce a good or at least an acceptable by the people who were making it standards fresh hop beer. Uh, so do you trash it or do you just say, hey, I bought this. I need to make money back off it. And that's dangerous. I mean, I think you're walking into uh, I I don't think I think most brewers that are going to use fresh hops have a pretty solid idea of what they're doing. Uh, I would really hate to think of the idea of a brewery saying tasting it and being like, this is trash, but we have to make money and putting it in a can or a bottle. I imagine that exists. Um, I'm not, I don't want to play ignorant or dumb, uh, but I would hope we're still trying to put quality products in the market. I mean, I would hope be, so too. I mean, you're, you're right. It would, if, if you dump that batch, if you do, if you know, a lot of money, a 30 lost. barrel batch and you got fresh hops in there, um, you could, you could, yeah, you could be in trouble. Well, that's fresh hop segment. Uh, remember we're going to do style segments every once in a while. We're not going to try to overload you with it. Depending, you know, it's kind of, they're similar in, in idea, but different based on the style, of course. So, uh, we're not sure what the next one will be. Maybe we'll do, we've done West Coast IPA and now Fresh Hops, which is, tend to be IPAs. Maybe we'll go darker beer for our next specialty segment. Or maybe something European. Ooh, or European. I know Patrick enjoys the European style beers. Yeah. Um, either way, we'll figure it out. So that'll come up in probably another month or so. We'll do another style episode. But uh, that's it. Remember, uh, tweet at us your favorite Fresh Hop beers. If there's one you want us to try that we haven't, let us know. At MikeLynch27 and at PDD085. And uh, coming up next, we do not have an interview this week. So coming up next, it is time for our beer of the week. And for the first time, our beer of the week is related to the topic. That's next here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Time for yet another beer of the week here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And we usually try to do a beer of the week that's different than the topic that we're talking about if it's related to the beer. But this week, nah, we're going to do a fresh hot beer as our beer of the week. And our beer of the week this week is the Ex Novo Elliott IPA Fresh Hop, which I teased in the beginning we were drinking as a regular beer during the episode. As Patrick struggles to open the can with his lack of fingernails. Well, I don't have fingernails, and this thing was canned like an hour ago. So does that make it harder to open? No, it's just it's got, you know, the carbonations there. Oh, good. The kid who looked like he was 16 behind the bar that filled this for me did a good job. Good. Thanks, dude. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very tight. Um, It doesn't, yeah, it feels full all the way to the top. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll hear the crack of that can eventually once he gets that open. I got it. Oh, and it's that crowler crack. Ooh, and it's spilling too. There you go. Um, Dang, little kid. Good job. So that is that is our beer of the week. It is the Ex Novo Elliott IPA Fresh Hop. And we've been drinking the Elliott IPA in preparation for this since we really, really wanted to kind of get a comparison. Oh, my gosh. I just smell hops. Oh. Like you just got the biggest whiff, and I'm not even smelling the beer. I'm, well, I can't just get a hand in my glass so I can smell it because I can't smell it yet. So it already looks kind of similar in color to the to the actual IPA that we've got next to us here. Patrick's a slower drinker than I. I left a, a couple of sips left in my glass. Because I'm not a savage, Mike. Well, savage is a good thing, okay? 
or it can be a good thing, I hope. <laughs> uh, so the color looks pretty similar. So I don't know if that changes at all with the fresh shop up. I didn't ask you that during the segment, but um, I don't think it necessarily would. I mean, yeah. you're still brewing the same ish beer. Well, I'm very excited as Patrick walks us across the room with his broken rib to me to smell the fresh hops and smell the difference. I actually feel pretty good. Light came, baby. Oh, oh my God, you're right. This smell, it's like, it smell. this is the, this fresh hop IPA smells the most like a garden of any fresh hop IPA I've had. It doesn't smell just like hops. Whoa. It smells like it came from the garden. I just went full Keanu on that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Seriously. Like, the, I've never smelled a fresh hop that smells like this. So if, if you I, guys are out there, I know you can't smell what we're smelling on, on the podcast, but go smell this beer when you get a chance. It just blew my mind. I get a little smell. I get a little ganja smell to it too, you know? The marijuana. I get I suppose. I get a smell. Hops and hops and cannabis are like part of the same family genus or whatever. I smell when you went to a summer camp and you're out playing like dodgeball in the park. This is what this beer smells like to me. Is that kind of a grass like when you get home and it's still on your clothes and it kind of has that smell to it? That's the smell I'm getting. Whoa, wait till you taste it. Hallelujah. Uh yeah, I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun on tasting. Whoa. Because I know we're working on you tasting. Whoa. Wait a minute. That tastes like a hundred percent different than their actual Elliot IPA. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I, I don't I catch almost nothing similar in it, except for the back end is a little bit similar to me mm -hmm. of the two. What's been really fun for me with this beer is this beer tends to be my favorite um, fresh hop beer. In the past, they've used Amarillo in the fresh hop of this, but I believe this is Centennial this year. Um, it went, and what's funny is is Ex Novo, this Elliott fresh hop, tends to be almost consistently over the last, this is, I want to say, the third year of theirs. There could be a fourth. I could be wrong, but I think this is the third fresh hop that I've had. Elliot on and um it is usually the first so i don't know if these guys try to beat them to the punch or if their hop contract lets them get some fresh centennials a little sooner or fresh amarillo for the last few years sooner but once i see the elliot x novo fresh hop i'm like oh here we go it's time here we go give it like a week and a half and then all of a sudden everything is going to be fresh hopped so this might sound crazy the front end of this beer, I get kind of a grassy taste to it. Oh, yeah. That's your vegetal. I mean, so, I smell it. And that was what I was saying is it smells like the field that you play dodgeball in. Mm -hmm. In the front end, I get the grassy. Pretty smooth middle. I'm going to try. I'm going to take another sip here in a second to try to get a middle. In the back end, I get some of the citrus and I get some of the bitterness of the hops. But it's in, in the actual original, uh, Elliot. I get the bitterness almost immediately, and then it kind of lasts the entire way through. With this one, it only hits at the very end, and it's. I also get a lot of citrus at the very end. It's like I haven't taken a sip in two minutes. The citrus is still kind of resonating in the back of my tongue. The bitterness that I get on the back end of the fresh hop version is such a different bitterness. Like I think that's what I mean when I was saying earlier in the podcast about bright and happy it so different yeah like bright and happy i get this different kind of bitterness that falls in the same sort of line that it's it's 
bitter, but it, for lack of better terms, it's fresh. It's like fresh bitterness instead of just kind of that standard bitterness you get from an IPA. This almost has like a, like, hey, I'm new to the party bitterness. Again, this might sound crazy, although my grass comment was not crazy. Not crazy at Um, all. It's actually spot on, Mike. It almost reminds me a little bit of a slow hitting hot sauce. Ooh. With how, when you first have it, with the bitterness I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you first have it and it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of hot. And then as, when you don't eat it for a second and then it starts coming up your throat and it's like, hey, 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 hot, 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 hot. And you're like, oh, that's actually really hot. But it's like a good hot at the right. same time. As I, again, I, as I take a break from drinking it, it's still entering my mouth more. It's a slow hitting bitterness from the hop. And you're right. It's different. It's, it's fresher. It's, I mean, that, that might be just because it's a fresh hop, but it's, it's more pleasant of a bitterness. In years past, I get, uh, in years past with this beer, I've always, the middle body has always given me so much of a watermelon flavor to it. As crazy as that sounds, I swear the first time I had this fresh hop beer with Amarillo, uh, so not this season, not last season, but the season before, I was like, no way, no way this tastes like straight watermelon and you're just using fresh amarillos. And then last year, I tasted it again and it was like straight watermelon with fresh amarillo. I think what's really nice with this wow, year- Wow, wow, So it went from watermelon for one hop to vegetal and grassy with a different hop. Yeah, but I do get a little melon in this. Not really? watermelon per se, because watermelon's a little sweeter, has a little more prominent taste to it for me, but maybe like a, maybe like a, a cantaloupe kind of melon or a honeydew sort of thing i get that in the middle but i'm I'm with you i get a lot of a lot more grassy earthiness to it and that could be the you know centennial is one of those classic classic hops um one of the big c's as we call them so it doesn't make it doesn't shock me that if they use centennial that i'm getting more of an earthy flavor to it i i think that's the thing that i'm struggling with the most with my palate at the moment which i hope to improve through the time of this podcast is the middle Mm-hmm. I feel like I get the front end very obviously, right? You take the sip. Hey, yeah. flavor. Yeah. Hello. The back end hangs out. So you, when you're done, you still feel it. The nose, you smell. Um, I'm having trouble sticking on the middle because you're saying you taste some melon in the middle and maybe it's as simple as I'm swallowing it too fast. I was going to say, I tend to take a sip and let it sit in my palate for a minute and then go down. And that's kind of where I'm able to grab the body because the body is literally sitting there like I've already had it initially touch. It hasn't gone down yet, and it's literally sitting there in the palate and then drop it down. I got it. Mm-hmm. I just let it sit for a bit. I kind of swooshed it a little bit. Yep, yep. I mean, think about wine. It's not that much different. And then I tasted, it's it's more watermelon than cantaloupe to me. I tasted a little bit of that watermelon flavor. It was very, very subtle. And again, I'm trying to learn my middle palate here, but I let it swoosh. And that's where I was like, oh, there's melon here. There's a fruity flavor here. And I was only getting citrusy in, in the back, which is naturally from the hop. But, man, that's crazy. I've never even smelled a fresh hop beer that was this vegetal before. I also wonder. Sorry, I had to the get pain. that one out. I had to get that one out. The pain. Um, I also do wonder, and now I'm no scientist. I am no farmer's almanac. You're not a scientist? Uh, I am not. Uh, but being born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, I do wonder this. 
And this is more of kind of like a question, semi-rhetorical, but I mean, if you're somebody out there that knows a lot more about this, please, please hit me up. I would love to learn some more about it. I do wonder how much, and because I think we don't see it as much when the hops are pelletized and they're dry hopped and we see them throughout the year, but I do wonder when it comes to the harvest and when it comes to the fresh hop, I do wonder how much that this clear, and I'm not even going to beat around the bush, global warming is happening in this region, how much of that is affecting these hops? Because hops do harvest in late August, early September, so they're used to seeing, you know, at, at the end of their growth spurt, they're used to seeing the hottest part of the summer. But at least here in the Willamette Valley, we still used to see some rain as well. I mean, it was almost 50-50. It, it could be 90 for three days in a row, but then it would rain for four days in a row. Now we're seeing 15 days straight, 20 days straight of 90 plus, and then 35 days of no rain. So I do wonder what that's doing to the hop in terms of how it comes when it's at its freshest peak. That is interesting. Like, is it premature? And again, I, I am, I don't know. I'm asking these questions. Yeah, I, I think I've heard of something similar from from wine growers because when we go out to again, wineries, yeah, I would think the same thing. Well, they they say that every year is wildly different. It's based on how the summer was. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, it's been warmer here the last couple of years, but even in those years, there's big differences between how hot it's been, how sh how many straight days of no rain, yeah, how many straight days of ninety. Where this year, I think we. Tied a record for like 15 straight days, 90 plus in the Portland area. Which is not good, by the way. I live in the Northwest because I like the rain. Yes. Well, and that's just because where I'm from. I like the cool. Yeah. And so multiple, multiple 90. That's that's what that's what always freaks me out. You know, not to derail too much from beer, but that's what always freaks me out is being somebody that's from this area, from this region, and not seeing, you know, kind of 50-50 rain to sunshine in the summer. It worries me about everything. You know, I like wine. I'm 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 an avid wine drinker as well. And I don't want that to lose out. I don't want, you know, mushroom harvest as we were talking earlier about morels and chanterelles and things like that that you can find all around. If there's no rain, you know, it's hard for fungi to to produce itself because it needs that damp moisture. And if it doesn't have it, then we're just shooting well, ourselves in the foot. I will say the good thing about the Northwest is even though the summers have been hotter, we are still getting plenty of rain from October through May. So there's still plenty of it. I know that might right. not be the exact <clears throat> harvesting season, but it's still here. Yeah. Um. So to my point though, so every single year of a wine, that's why if you don't know anything about wine, they put the year it is. Mm -hmm. You're having a 2015 Pinot Noir. Right. And that year is going to taste potentially completely different than the 2014 Pinot Noir based on the summer, based on the grapes. And the 2016 for that matter. Right. Every year. Yeah. So the weather might be affecting the fresh hop, but I guarantee it's not going to ruin it because it's just going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be a different flavor. It's probably been different every single year anyway because it's like wine. Yeah. You're getting it fresh like that and you're making it immediately. However, that that week or month was of the growing period is going to be is going to be that wildly different. That's true. It's a good point. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of the the nature. That's what happens when you're making you know massive products based on the earth. Exactly. So the Ex Novo Elliot Fresh Hop IPA, our beer of the week. It is. This is a wild ride. If you if you want to try a fresh hop, that this is unlike any fresh hop IPA I've ever had. If you want to try one that is. Most likely very different for you as well. Go get this. It is 
I'm tell I've never tasted a beer like this before. This, this is, is showcasing the hop. This is pretty ridiculously. To me. Yeah, it's eye opening to me. Great job, Ex Novo. I love you guys, and uh, we'll probably go there at some point as well. One last thing when it comes to uh, the fresh hop season. Fresh hop season, just to, to keep you guys informed, you know, usually touches in at the, you know, kind of peaks its head out in late August uh, and then really hits its stride in September. Uh, <clears throat> but come, come late September, it's a very short, short window. So it's almost like, I think, I don't remember if Sarah Peterson said this to us in <clears throat> her interview last week or if... She was saying this to us off the air, um, but it's almost like the second you drink so much fresh hop that you're now sick of fresh hop is when the season's over. So I highly recommend. There's a bunch of festivals out there. There's usually one at Oaks Park. There's usually one in Hood River. Uh, you know, treat yourself. Go out, check them out. You know, just punch it in your face because in three, four weeks, it's going to be gone. And then we're in multi Oktoberfest beers and then yes, driving yes, into the winter. Yes, yes. Yes, I'm excited for those. I figured you'd be excited for that. Although, like I said earlier in the podcast, I am going to try to drink fresh hop only, for the most part, uh, over the next month. It's one of my favorite times of the season. Because I don't want to miss out on this season. It's such a short window. And look, if if any of the other beers that I drink are kind of like this, it's going to blow me away because I've I've never had one that tastes like this. So please, everybody, go try it. It's the most seasonal, sensitive beer style you can do because i can make an Oktoberfest in may if i want yeah the problem is is like you know that those fest beers that are attached to the the month october uh they, they're not brewed in october because that's when you can get the right. quality of ingredients that's just kind of how it is to where this is literally based on like a six week window or and like winter beers are brewed in the winter because you want warming elements when exactly you're but you can still make them whenever you want exactly. and so this is so dependent on a six week window so please Go out, support your local brewery, your locally owned brewery, and drink their fresh up. Once again, thanks so much for listening. Wherever you found us, please rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Uh, Twitter's at MikeLynch27, PDD085 for Patrick. Also, you can find him on Instagram at that same name, which is where he is more active than on Twitter. Um, Next week, our first place-based episode, because Patrick is going to Asheville, North Carolina. And we will learn about North Carolina beers, and I know literally nothing about it. So I, I don't know much about it either. This will uh, be a great learning experience for both of us. Yeah, and please reach out. If you got questions, if you know a brewery that I should check out, please let me know. <clears throat> the fact that it struggles to, I struggle to walk means I'm going to be uh, just probably drinking heavily. So and then walking and sitting again. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I'll or just standing, crawl, or. crawl into a lift and <laughs> and just go to the next brewery. Uh, so if you know some places or if you've done some research and you really want to check something out, I I was told to go check out the new Sierra and New Belgium out there because they got massive facilities. So I want to check that out, but I do want to see the small guys too. Uh, so if you got anything, please hit me up, let me know, and I will jump on it. That's next week on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Deuces. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.